Yo, it's poppin', it's your man, Dean Edwards in the building. Welcome to another episode of Father Muckin' Protocol, presented to you on All Things Comedy Network. Big up, uh... Billy Burn Al Magical for running a wonderful operation over there and including us on it. <laughs> and, uh, shout out, make sure you check out a bunch of the other, uh, podcasts on there. Obviously, Billy's, uh... Uh, Monday Morning Podcast, Ian Edwards Soccer, Ian Soccer Comic Rant, uh, Dean Del Rey, Let There Be Talk, man, uh, Brian Scalero's, uh, The Brian Scalero Show, Kira Sultanovic, and many more. Um, yo, I, uh, as, as, as promised to you two weeks ago and, and last week, as I told y'all I was bring I was going to keep bringing heat. I've been, you know what, let me let y'all know something, see? Because there are a lot of podcasts out there, and you have so many to choose from. And so I appreciate y'all rocking out with me every week um, for all the fam that do listen. Uh, but what what I pride myself is pride myself on is the fact that when I do bring guests in, they're, they're not only uh, people that are interesting and, and possibly uh, more than likely comedians, but they're also friends. So I want to welcome into the living room my man, and now you're mad too, Judah, the world champion, Friedlander G. Judah, what's poppin', son? Hey, it's great to see you, Dean. This is uh, <laughs> this is cool, man. You got a cool setup here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. I like it. Judah made the trek. Um, first, first, let me let me tell y'all something. Now, I, I actually drove the uh, I drove the F train here. Did the, you? Uh, <laughs> the subway conductor was a little wasn't feeling that well, and I, I stepped in and I Boom. said, I said, dude, take a break. I got this. That's what a world champion does. Yep. But um, Vessi was supposed to. Now Vessi is the producer of our, of, of of our podcast, even though he's never here anymore. He he he's a sometimes co-host. And actually, when I told him that uh, I I was uh, asking you to come on. He's like, oh, dude, you, dude, uh, just let me know when. I, I You know, let Juna know I live around the corner from him, so I'll give him a ride. So I was like, oh, word? So I used, I didn't use that as my selling point because you said you wanted to do it, but I was like, oh, that'd be dope that you don't have to worry about public transportation and Vessi will scoop you up. I hit, I hit Vessi, I think, on... Thursday or Friday of last week, I was like, "Yo, Joe, um, so Judas confirmed for next week." Oh, uh, dude, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't make Wednesday. Oh, um, all right, well, uh, you sure? No, nah, no, nah, uh, but tell, tell him, uh, you know that he should come on the the the, the callback podcast. No, I was playing. That's I think, that. I think, I think Joe dropped the ball. He, he dropped. I think he. Uh, so what's he doing? What what made him? Uh... I I have no idea. Yeah. Joseph is is a mysterious. Busy man. Oh, okay. Who knows if he's if he's shooting uh, product or you know for his YouTube channel um, or his Twitter and because I always big him up. Y'all check out the Callback Podcast and his YouTube channel or follow him at uh, Joseph Vesey on uh, all things social media, man. But bigger than all that, you're here, man. That's right. I'm excited. Did, was it was it a hard commute? No, it was like well, I was running late, so I apologize. For no, that. no, no, no worries. Then, uh, I was. Uh, Okay, I take back the apology. I take okay. back the apology. No, sorry. Um, but no, the, the trains were a little, uh, the trains were a little slow, but uh, yeah. it was fine. Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those, you know, New York has gotten a lot more crowded over the years. So yeah, tell me about when it. you take the subway, almost now, no matter what time of day you take it, sometimes it's hard to ever get a seat. Uh, but the, these trains were uh, pretty empty, so it was good. You know, it's, and now that you say that, it is, you're you're right. Yeah. Now that you, I've never thought of it that way. But New York City, 
because people move more. It seems like more people move here than escape New York, than leave. Yeah. Well, I think what's happened is, uh, and I read, I remember when the last census came out. I mean, I think there's a million more people here now than there were in, I think it's, I can't remember if it was the 80s or the 90s, but there's mm. a lot more people mm. here now. And I've noticed the city's become, to me at least, it's a lot less artistic than it I, used to I be. I agree. You know, I it's agree. become a very corporate city. We had Giuliani for eight, and then somehow we had Bloomberg for 12, which, <laughs> which, no, isn't, no. Even, which isn't even legal. You but, know? Well, here's <laughs> what's like, funny. Here's what, what was always funny. I'm going to let you continue yeah. on that thought process. But what I thought was funny was Ju uh not Giuliani uh Bloomberg he 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 fought to extend the cap on how long you could stay in yeah, you're, and, and and then you're allowed two terms you're allowed two terms yeah he was against that he was, he was against against, against people he was all for two terms only right and then when he became mayor he wanted three he went yeah and, and he got, got it, it got it yeah. and then then yeah. he went back and said you know what yeah it should only be two terms so Unbelievable! That's what a billion billion dollars gets you. Yeah, that guy's like people look at him and they think he's wimpy because he's got the you know a high pitched voice and he's this little dude. But right. that's a tough dude, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know. shoot. He 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 studied the forty eight laws of power well. Yeah. Um, but oh, I don't, what are the forty eight laws of power? Is that a, is that a that's, real that's thing? That's a book. That's, oh, a, really? that's actually on my on my wow. uh, table yeah, over there. You have there. a lot of good books yeah. here. I keep looking that's, around. Dude, that's all my wife. That's all. Well, don't, that's good. Don't be, hold up, hold up. You see all those books and then look yeah. right in, in that corner. What the, do you see? The Walking Dead. Exactly. I, <laughs> I see The Walking Dead volumes 5 through 10. 5 through 10 and Franklin Ajay's comic insight above that. Oh, yeah. I haven't read that. That's, that's probably great. Well, you know what? That book, I was talking about it a couple weeks ago because, uh, you know, Judd Apatow has this new book. He's got uh, a new book, Sick in the Head. Sick in the Head. And I'm, I'm reading that. And so as I'm reading it, I'm like, this seems from the format seems uh -huh. familiar. So I said, wait a second. So I, I went into the library, which is really yeah. my wife's library, with, yeah. with maybe 15, 20 books that I own. And I, I was like, you know what? Franklin Ajayi did this a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna, not a couple, probably around 2000, between 99 and 2001, 2002. He wrote almost the it exact was, same it was type of book. 2002. 2002, yeah. uh, where he just went to all the great comics comics of that of the time that and some of them are actually in uh Judd Apatow right book. right right you're you right it's interviews with comedians interviews yeah. with comedians about their process as well as and, club owners and yeah. club owners yeah wow, so um or or anyone that's uh looking for a, a good read man check out uh Franklin Ajayi's he's a really insights. interesting guy I don't think I've ever met him but uh I've always found him uh you know interesting as a as a comic you know with his uh well, his, style and everything yeah, he, you know it's a different kind of vibe i like it yeah they they call it, did you read you read it oh did, oh wow i might big Little mike jazz style. big shout out to uh big mike on the board i forgot to but uh mike actually said me mentioning it recently uh got him interested in he read it. he's like it's a good book it's um uh, ajay was they called him the jazz comic right yeah because he had yeah. that sort of laid back Ease, ease yeah, into style. and I style. think that's a style that's a great style, you yeah. know, and sometimes it's almost uh, a forgotten thing, you know. It's well, like, I like, uh, I, I, I like styles like that. I mean, when I perform, I often, 
So many times people think you got to come in so hard. You right. Come, it's like, right. Uh, you can just ease in. You can just slide in there real easily and just chill out. <laughs> you know, you can, you know, you know, energy doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, super loud and stuff. Right. There's all kinds of energy. Right. And speaking softly and even slowly, I mean, while it can be boring as shit too, mm-hmm. okay, I can say whatever oh, on the yeah, show. Whatever. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. And then, uh, and then, uh, but, you know, it can also be extremely powerful and really suck people right, in. Right, right. You know. Uh, but, yeah, no, going back to New York, it's like I find uh, that, I mean, I really love your neighborhood here. This this reminds me of, like, because I've lived in Queens for years. Right now I'm living okay. in Manhattan. But right. it's like, uh, and I don't like it. It's uh, it's very R- weird. Without it's, giving your exact address. I'm in the East Village. Okay. East Village, okay. yeah. But it's like. And I lived in the East Village in, you know, early 90s. And it's... Oh, so, it's, yeah, totally. It's really, whoa, it's totally really changed. Now. It's like almost everyone, you know, it, it, it's weird. It's like, uh, like I, I, I play ping pong. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like playing ping pong. And Tompkins Square Park, which is a park on uh, around 10th Street and Avenue A. Right. Uh, they have, a like, a permanent cement outdoor ping pong table. Right. And, and there's, you know, anyone can play there whenever they want. And, uh, but there's a, you know, there's a, there's a handful of guys that meet there every day and, and, and play. And that's their uh, thing. Right. But they meet at six o'clock and that's AM because, or PM? uh, PM. Okay. And that's because, uh, that's when a lot of people get out of work. Right. But the East village used to be a neighborhood where people didn't necessarily have nine to five jobs. They worked all right. kinds of weird jobs the, and all hours. It's full of artists. You, you, you know, they, folk. they worked in bars, they worked in, you know, art houses, whatever. And. And now it's it's such a nine to five neighborhood. I find I find Manhattan yeah. to be such a nine to five neighborhood. How many like comedy clubs or or uh, you know just just walking around the street, you'll you'll see signs outside of bars or restaurants saying, "Oh, please keep it down ugh, for the neighbors." Ugh. You know, and, and years ago it was like, uh, you know, if if anyone complained about noise on the street, people were like. Don't live here. Right. Don't choose to live in New York City. Don't choose to live on Bleecker Street. Dude, I remember. Why are you doing that? That I, makes no sense. <laughs> we would sit, we would stand outside. Comics are notorious for there's the show, then there's the hangout. Yeah. And then like the and then after the, the hangout, once the club closes, then there was another hour. That you like Boston Comedy Club, we would right. stand outside. The show might yeah. end on a weeknight. At two o'clock, one thirty, two o'clock. Okay. But yeah. then we would stand out there and, and for just, another hour because just, the bar went Labatt. La, 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 uh, that was the, I forget the name. It had a couple different names. Yeah, but it was, it was uh, right. uh, downstairs. The, the bag it in. Yeah, the bag it in. Which yeah, yeah would 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 stay open. They were serving drinks, so we would just stand out there. Right. And you would and see hang. you and would see some like some NYU student that is new to the area, like jeez, you rolling their eyes, but you're like, uh, we we live here. This is what yeah. this is what we do. Yeah, it's like you don't even see. Mike said that was him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like my dad grew up in Brooklyn, and it's like you know all the stories and stuff of you know him playing uh, you know stickball and punch ball on the street right, and stuff. Right. It's like. You know, in, in some areas of Brooklyn, the non-gentrified areas of Brooklyn or Queens right. or the other boroughs, you might still see some kids playing on the street. Right. But like in Manhattan, I, I don't think I've seen a kid play on the street. Period. Yeah. In, in like 20 years. Yeah. You, you know, it, yeah, it's man. like, it's like, where are they? You know? Right. It's, it's like. Because you Manhattan, know they exist. Yeah. Because they grow into grownups. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just such a, it's just such a weird, it's become such a bizarre city. Like, and I'm, and I'm trying to do, I've been doing a lot of, you know, stuff like that. 
you know, thematically in my act we'll about see, how okay. the the city is sort of this, you know, it markets itself as this. And when I say the city, I, I mean I mean Manhattan and I mean a fair amount of Brooklyn. Right. And and now actually it's creeping into Queens too. Right. And even the Bronx a little right. bit. But it's like it markets itself as this amazing diverse city. Yeah, but but, but no. when you're there, you see like there's an amazing amount of segregation yeah. within that diversity. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're in Manhattan, there's really not a lot of diversity. You know? Yeah, no, Manhattan, New, New York, especially Manhattan's become very, very sanitized. Yeah. Very, I, going back to what you said about Giuliani being there eight yeah. years, as as an artist, I remember, and it, it always, for me, it always, to me, New York's feeling towards Giuliani is, is almost like, uh, you know, uh, AD, BC and AD, there's before 9-11 and there's post 9-11. Prior... On September 10th, 2001, people loathed yeah. Rudolph Giuliani as a mayor. I remember, do you remember these? I remember street artists selling art yeah. where they had him as the, the Gestapo. They had yeah. him picture yeah. painted as Hitler he with was a mustache. He was doing he, all, he was, I remember there was this one, it was like these old laws that people had like forgotten about where, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to have, because I remember there were some places on the Lower East Side and some of them did comedy. Like, you know, this is sort of like the early phases of like the alternative comedy scene. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go to those that much, but once in a while I did. And I remember, you know, they would do all kinds of, it was like experimental theater right. almost. Right. It wasn't necessarily even stand-up comedy. Right. People would go up there and do anything. And and some people would, would dance or something like that. But I remember Giuliani reenacted some law, mm -hmm. uh, not reenacted it, but started, you know, using, enforcing that law. And it was like... Uh, it was some kind of law where you had to have a cabaret license Boom. if yes, there was yes. going to be any dancing right. at a bar. So if you had a bar and uh, they're they're just playing music through, not even a live band, you right. know, just playing music through a jukebox right. or whatever, and a couple people started dancing, that was technically like illegal, right? You, you know, right. and so just crazy, you yeah. Know, just, and and uh, that's that's I for me, I remember specifically. Um, I felt because what I used to love doing, and this is before I had kids, before we were married, I used to love going in, mainly to Washington Square Park yep. to to watch to watch the the street performers. And there were great street performers they were back awesome. then. Do you remember? There was, uh, tell remember, me, I'll go you remember uh, Albert? Albert? Of course, of course. yeah, Albert. Albert. Albert, the old old black, yeah. is he is he still alive? I think he passed. Okay, yeah. when and, you said Big Mike yeah. just said I know him, I was like, is yeah. he still? But yeah, yeah, um, Albert, Charlie Barnett, Charlie Barnett, of course, the king, the king of the park, Charlie Barnett, Chappelle used to used to do the uh, yeah, park. I never way saw back. Dave I, there. I saw Dave there one my my one time. I don't think he. I don't know how often he did it, but um, I mean, I mean, Dave, but Dave was always. Dave was always a club comic. I yeah, mean, no, I mean, he, no, he came from a the park. club There were some comic. guys that were kind of just... Right, Master just, Lee? Yeah, Master Lee, of I course, Master William Lee. Lee. He's still around a little. I he? ran into him uh, recently. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, you know, if you go on uh, Facebook or Twitter, you'll find him. I'm not sure, but I think he's still performing oh, some. okay. But I think okay. it might be a more alternative kind okay, of space. Okay, I haven't seen him at the park. There, there was the another guy. This was It was a skinny white guy, and he... And, I can't remember if it was his stage name or people just called him that, but it went by Billy Bellevue. And he would wear a straight jacket. This is going back oh, to wow. like late 80s. Okay. And okay. he would wear a he would wear a straight jacket and he was an escape artist and he would get out of the straight jacket. But he did the weirdest kind of he was kind of a guy who 
would antagonize the audience uh-huh. a lot. Because sometimes he would just sit there and do nothing. And uh-huh. people would be like, come on, man, get out of it. What the fuck are you doing? Uh-huh. You know, the park was a lot crazier back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So one time he had a, uh, he had a phone, uh-huh. uh, you know, just like a home phone, okay. you know, a corded home phone. And, and he just, and he's, this is outdoor in Washington Square Park. And he has it sitting about 15 feet away from him. Okay. And he's in his straight jacket. And he's just sitting there. Now, you know, real quick, yeah. let me, for, yeah. for the yeah, people, yeah, 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 yeah. for the people that don't, aren't familiar with New York City that uh, are listening, Washington Square Park is down in the heart of Greenwich Village. It's uh, uh, right sort of in the center of NYU's uh, uh, yep. campus. Yeah. And they have, there's, there's a giant water fountain in the middle that 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 the and the fountain wasn't on back then. So uh, so street performers, whether you were a comedian, a dancer, a magician, you would go to the middle of the of the uh, of the fountain. Yeah, that was sort of like the headlining room. Right, you know, right, you, you, know, right. You, know, you know how the you know how, you know how the comedy store in L.A., which is you know an amazing place, right. has has three has three rooms. Right, and is the main room. Right. which they don't use every night, but it's this massive amazing right. room. Right, and they have the original room, which is kind of a regular sized comedy club. Room. Right, then they have the little room upstairs, the belly, the belly room. room. Yeah. So Billy Bellevue was more of a belly room kind of okay, performer. Okay. He, he was never in the main circle oh, okay, in Washington Square okay. Park. He was always off to the side with the smaller crowd. Right. Okay. You know, like Charlie Barnett or the and uh, Albert or the uh, the, uh, the the tumblers. The tumblers. Uh, yeah. You know, they 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 have the main. And then there's a guy named Joey Joey who was a I think Puerto Rican guy. He was a sword swallower. He was on a. Uh, he had long hair, muscular guy, and he was. Uh, he also had a unicycle. They were always muscular. They yeah, were yeah. always yeah. The street performers <laughs> always made you mad that you paid a gym membership because you were like, I know this dude ain't paying. Is not paying uh, uh, Bally's Fitness every month. Yeah. How does he get abs like that? That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but so, go ahead, go no, ahead. No, no, I'm so saying so. Billy Bellevue. I remember one time he was doing this show, and I don't know. I, I never saw. I only saw him do it. I've seen him many. You know. Several times, or many times, but I never saw him do this. So one time, he had just a regular home phone, of course not plugged into anything because he's outside, right. and it's just sitting about 15 away from him. And then with his mouth, he just makes, you know, the ringing sound. He's just going, bring. But and, it sounds real. You know, it doesn't sound that oh, real. Okay. It just goes, bring. <laughs> and and he's just sitting there in a straight jacket, and he just and he just keeps going, bring. <laughs> and then, and bring. And like like for like 15 minutes, he's doing that. And then the audience... You know, he, he has a little bit of a crowd. The audience starts yelling and be like, yo, dude, answer the fucking phone. What are you doing? Fucking pick it up. You know, other guys are like, dude, fucking answer that shit. You know, it was so fucking funny. And he just keeps going, bring. You know? so, I remember one time someone threw a penny at him. He just picked it up and like threw it right back in their face. But he had face. a straight jacket on. <laughs> he would escape from oh, okay. it. Okay. Now, was- now, would he, what I always found amazing, what was always impressive about the street performers, um, any street performer, whether it's Times Square, whether it's um, overseas, if I'm overseas or cross country, but especially I saw it happen so often in Washington Square Park. I was always amazed at the people that could captivate a crowd. Yep. Doing the main room, doing the doing the yeah. big fountain. Oh yeah. And then could get people to to spend to pay. Oh yeah. You know, and yo. Albert, I remember mainly seeing Albert. Albert, Mass, and it was a circuit because Albert would go and do 20 minutes and then the tum- the Haitian tumblers would come and do, yep. you know, 20 minutes and then Master Lee. And then if you came back, if you left to go to a movie or come, and then you come back maybe two hours later, yeah. going to your car or whatever, 
There was Albert again. The yeah. same, the same yeah. circuit. They were just doing multiple shows. And what I was always amazed with is these. There were certain people that knew how they. There was. A, there's a technique to going out and not only. It's it's hard enough. Pub, don't they say like the pe- people's biggest fear is public speaking. So you you add the layer of public speaking. Then on top of that, you add the layer of trying to make them laugh as a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, you add the layer of. No, no protection in that it's outdoors. See, see, for those that have never yeah, been on stage, then, back then there was also because I, you know, I, I, I still go by Washington Square Park and yeah. all, and there's still some street performers yeah, there, there. Are. there, not are. as many as there used to be, right? But it's a much safer vibe yeah. than it used to be. Like yeah. back then, there was really always an element of danger in all oh, yeah, those shows, yeah. especially with the comics. Actually, you know, all of them worked humor into their acts. Yes. I mean, even the yes. tumblers worked a lot yeah. of humor in their acts. Yeah, they did. You know, they're always, you know, they always pick out some girl from the crowd and be, and and be some, yeah. yeah, be flirting with some hot right, girl in the right. crowd and have her, you know, come, you know, come to their stage. And yeah. it's, it's, so it's like stand in the middle yeah. while they bend over and they jump over her. Yeah. Right. And then there's always the boyfriend, you know, who might be getting pissed off right. watching this stuff. So uh, and then, you know, all kinds of people who could be on them. Um, all kinds of uh, and might, whatever and probably watching. were, yeah. yeah, like yeah. People, I mean, yeah. uh, let's be honest. There is a lot of drug traffic occurring in Washington Square Park. Yeah, you know? I don't know how much is now. But Not certainly as much years now. ago, there was a lot. But I mean, yeah, dude, if you were walking through there, you are, I remember Tony Woods had that joke. You want smoke because yeah. Yeah. because you couldn't smoke, smoke. Yeah, yep. smoke, smoke. You want smoke? You know, yeah. and um, but I I was always amazed. And how much money these cats, they, I mean, they would go out. The tumblers were really good because they would save their big, their, their closing bit. They'd save their big, here, I'm going to, we're going to jump over five people, crouch yeah. down. They, they, they'd set that up for, for yeah. a good seven to 10 minutes. Or longer even. Or even longer. Yeah. And then right before they do it, they're like, how many, are you all ready? Now the crowd's worked yep. into a frenzy, a mob. Like, yeah, we're ready. All right. But, and then they'd all go, but one thing first. And yeah. then, like you said, add yeah. the humor. And then they say, we're going to go around and, and you know, it, it, these guys have to eat. So if you, if you want, right. you know, and you know, $1, $5, $10, yeah. whatever you want, yeah. you know, and that's when you, it's funny because you'd see a lot of people would disperse, but a lot of people would stay. And if you have 300 people in a circle, yeah. each throwing in a dollar, some people throwing well, it can in be five, a lot of bucks. Dude, yeah. it's a lot, of, it's a lot yeah. of money. And they would say, they would save their final trick for uh they they get the money and then do the final trick. Yeah. And Albert, man, I remember seeing Albert one time. I mean, this this it was packed. It was it was like in the main circle. In the main circle. Oh wow! See, I've never. I always see him off to the side. Oh. I never saw him in the main circle. Yeah, no, it was a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Okay, I remember we used to go like we would go into the we would go into the city on the weekends because I would I would have shows, so I would bring my girl into the city on the weekend. We'd like go go to like uh, uh, Times Square to watch a movie or maybe the yeah, Angelica yeah. movie theater to yeah. see an indie. And then we'd uh, grab uh, Sam's Falafel was right over around, yeah, the, around corner the corner from, from Boston. Boston, yeah. so we grab some food and then, oh, let's go check out, see who's in the park. So yeah. Albert, uh, like to the point where I'm, I knew I am masterly and he yeah. always would walk, you know, yeah. says, and these dudes would would command an audience. And as a, as a comic... Who was still newer, like this is around say 95, 96. Uh-huh. I'm three years in. I'm watching, I'm like, yo, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And one time I actually did the part. 
I actually did the. Oh, you did. I, I, oh, that's I did great. The, <laughs> I did the main I would love stage. That. I, yeah, that's that's amazing. All right, so can, I'll, go ahead. Yeah, I'm no, I, I did the main stage, man, and because uh, you know what it was. I remember one time being down when, there when back then you did it. This was probably '97. So yeah, you're still new in comedy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm maybe so, five years. So what in. did you say? I just want to do the park. I, I, I. Here's what happened. I remember seeing Chappelle one time. Uh huh. And Chappelle saw Dave and I knew each other at that point. So I'm, we're just sitting hanging out, and uh, and he was Dave ha had done like the Nutty Professor and and Robin Hood Men in Tights, so people definitely knew yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, no, he Dave was like yeah, he he was that dude. Dave became a star at like nineteen, right, you right, know, or right. twenty. You know, I think it was actually nineteen. He was already yeah getting yeah. a lot of TV and movie stuff. So yeah. I I'll never forget he was wearing a pair of. Uh, green Adidas warm-up pants with a white stripe, uh -huh. and he sees me like, "Hey, Dean, hey man, what's going on? Uh, you you getting?" And I think someone had just finished performing, uh -huh. so he's like, "What's up? You you uh, you getting some time?" I was like, "Nah, I'm, I'm yeah, no." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was and like, "People oh. also got to listen. Listen, no microphone, no microphone. Yeah, yeah, no, the, mic no, no speaker. No speaker. Albert sometimes would use one. He would sometimes have like a little like. Yes, I never. I mean, saw it was like him. a crappy speaker. Oh, thing, see, I, you know? I always just saw him out there just yeah. projecting. And yeah. so Dave, I'll never forget. He uh, he's like, nah, you ain't getting none. I was like, no. Yeah. I tried playing yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah. nah, man, I'm a, I'm a pass. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, all right, cool. He goes in the middle. Showtime, showtime, show. Yeah. And he just in the circle. He's like, showtime, comedy show. And he just boom. And next thing I know, 40 minutes, and he's killing. And I'm That's like, awesome. I'm like, I got to do this. So That's that was awesome. a weekend, though. So <laughs> Yeah. And when you work to Washington Square Park, there's no MCs bringing you up. Yeah, there's, yeah. No one's giving <laughs> you your credits. You actually just have to start. You, you have to start go there and the start your own show and introduce yourself. And and I think that's, you know, a lot of people, because Tony Woods obviously influenced uh, uh, Dave and Huge. a lot of other cats from, you know, from D.C. Every once in a while, someone will... I'll see someone in the audience and they'll they'll see uh, Tony Woods and they'll and they'll say, "Oh, he kind of sounds like Chappelle." <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, I think you know when Dave was starting. I mean, yeah. you can ask Dave himself. I don't want to speak for him, but it's like, you know, I think Tony was his favorite comic when when Dave it was, was a starting. Lot of DC you know? cats. Uh, I, yeah. I, I forgot who I was talking to, but they were saying, yeah, there were a lot. lot Tony of, was lot Tony. Of Tony Woods Tony was running around. you know one of the biggest comics, right? You know, uh, in DC, was, yeah, you know, and, and so. so Tony had a major major influence. Keith actually, Keith Robinson was telling me back yeah. when uh, when Keith first started um, back in like '84. It was like Keith and Ralph Harris and Wanda uh -huh. Sykes, and Tony. They, Keith had a crew called what the the, the oh. Turn 'Em Out Posse. They they had like a name with jackets, right? And Tony, Tony Woods and the D and Chris Thomas, the mayor of Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had I grew up in Maryland, group. so I, I know oh, okay, I know yeah. all those guys are. So yep. they had another group. Ah, I forgot. I can't remember the name, but but uh yeah, Tony's been out there a long time, man. And yeah. so you could see Tony's influence, but for, for those that don't know, Charlie Barnett, who they no. called the king of the park, he was Dave's other major influence. Um, because, that was after Dave had already been doing it yeah, for a while. Yeah, but Dave had already right, went right. once Dave moved to New York. I think right. they both were uh, Barry Katz's clients. And, oh, maybe and, Charlie was. For yeah, a while. and and okay, so Char I Charlie, yeah. um, I think Charlie rubbed off on on Dave um, immensely. So I watched yeah. Dave. So fast forward, I don't even remember how much time passed, but I remember I I go down to Washington Square Park. This ninety seven nine, probably ninety seven. Uh, I'm hanging out there one like weekday afternoon. <laughs> it's it's not too packed. Right, there right. Are people, right. you know, students studying and whatnot. 
And and I just I'm like I just I'm it's almost like standing at the edge That's of a cliff. That's amazing. That's so cool. You know, ready to bungee jump. I'm like, you gotta do it. The cord is is hooked to you. So I just burst up of showtime, showtime, showtime. In the main circle. In, in the, the main, main circle. Because I didn't, I was like, why do it if you're not gonna yeah, do the, yeah, yeah. the big one? You know, conquer that fear. And uh and See, I would I would be the opposite. I, I would start <laughs> I would start in the up. shittiest part of the park. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, it's a little show. <laughs> oh, where they play chess. <laughs> yeah, or whatever, you know. <laughs> So, which you know is not the best strategy. But, I made uh, like fourteen dollars and some change, man. That's, how long did you do? I might have done. I don't. I don't remember. It could have been ten. Could have been twenty. Now, when you were asking for money, that was just at the end. That was know. at the end. Yeah, because when comics end. do it, a stand-up, it's yeah. usually just at the end. It's, it's, at the it's end. not yeah. really. No, because you don't. The you other can't performers say, wait till this. This yeah. I'm gonna close with this yeah. Michael Jackson yeah. thing. But the tumblers can be working money the entire the show. whole show because yeah. they have multiple people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or dancers. Or dancers. Yeah, but you never really see like breakdance uh, groups in Washington Square Park. I don't know why that now is. Now or back then? Even then, I didn't see um, it. I would I, never I, see the them. The tumblers I saw, they would sort of mix it in. Right. They would, they would you know, they'd have a crew. I see right. I see B-boys, I see breakdancers on the train more. Yeah. I see them yeah. on the subway But now, more. you know, I just took a picture of this. Uh, I hate these signs. Oh, this, oh dude, with, with uh, no... Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Your, I'll give you the your exact. Your pole is 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 for people to hold on to, yeah, not for your some, latest dance routine. Because there's some, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I have yeah. here. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this later and yeah. Instagram it. But yeah, yeah. poles are for your safety, not your latest dance, dance routine. routine. Yeah, hold the pole, not our attention. Right. A subway car is no place for showtime. That's the shit I fucking yeah, hate that's, about that's New yeah. York. Yeah. I mean, that's saying. Oh, we don't want any street performers right. in the subway. It's like, right. why not? That what that makes it That's what makes New York. Your subway, the New York City subway, I mean, it's great that we have one. Right. But when you start traveling the world, right. and I don't mean this country, because right. this country generally doesn't have subways. Right. And there's only a few cities that have them. Right. We have the shittiest fucking subway we I've really ever <laughs> seen. If you compare it to any yeah. you go to Europe, yeah. it's like it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. We have the loudest, shakiest, dirtiest, stinkiest Pissiest. subways. People and clipping toenails and, and, and some some kids want to and they do amazing dancing on dude. there, dude. They're 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 doing flips on a moving train. Wow, hold up! While you're sitting there and not kicking you, yeah, that's always they're amazing. They're inches to me. away from you. They have about they have about eighteen inches of space sometimes right. to do a flip, and they do it, and they don't right. they don't hurt anybody. Right, right. And, and and they put up these signs saying, "Don't do that." But that oh, that I goes along that. with the 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 cleansing of yeah. the Disneyfication. Disney Disneyfication of New York yeah. City, where you you miss what New York was. Now yeah. they're 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 uh, <clears throat> people that that are for it because they'll say, well, I like I remember having a conversation with uh with a cat that uh, he lives over near Red Hook. He's like, yeah, you know, because we were talking, my wife and I yeah. we were talking about gentrification with with uh, a it's couple got of its friends. Pluses and they, and minuses, they're pluses and minuses, but there's a lot of fucking minuses. <laughs> you know, and because he he said, yeah, you know, I heard back in the days there was so many uh, dead bodies in in the 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 harbor over near Red Hook, where 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 um, what's that? Where where not Safeway, the grocery store, um, Fairway is. Uh -huh. He said, oh, that used to be a dumping ground for for the mafia. You yeah. know, so yeah, I get it. Yeah, but we there's there should be a there seems yeah. like there's a gray area where y'all went polar. Polar cleanse versus 
All right, we oh, can yeah. clean some things up, but oh, still yeah. allow. Well, because with all these high rises, they yeah. they build all these buildings, but there's no infrastructure. There's yeah. no new. There are no I, new hospitals. There are yeah. no new schools. They're closing. They've been they're, closing. They're hospitals. closing hospitals to oh, to make yeah. condos. Yeah, and it's like I remember, I I took the I went to Williamsburg, got off of the Bedford stop, uh, recently. I hadn't done hadn't gone there in a while, and when you get off the train, and then you walk, you know, you have to walk up the steps. There's, there was literally about a five-minute wait mm. at the steps just to wait to start walking because really? there was that many people. Wow. It's like there's just not enough people. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, there's not enough trains there's for not the enough of space. people. You know. Not enough space. Yeah, for, because like, New you, York City, what I always found about New York, which I think is interesting, people think New York is big. And New York City from, from say, the tip of Brooklyn to the Bronx... What, what would that be? Maybe not, 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 not nine, ten, but it's see, it's yeah. not, it's no, not. No, but if you, yeah, even if you look um, at Manhattan, from yeah, the Manhattan, Manhattan is not a to uh, you know, one hundred twenty fifth Street, right. or the top of Manhattan, it's it's you know, it's it's several miles, right? You know, and it's only, I don't even know if it's two miles wide, right? You know what I mean, right? It, you know, right. so it's it's geographically it's it's small. I, you know. New York is tall. Yeah. That's why there's so many people. That's yeah. why I always and tell people. And it's getting people. taller. And it's getting, it's getting taller, taller. You know, and people people don't have elbow room. They just live over yeah. one another. You know? Yeah, if you, I, I actually took a picture of the skyline of downtown Brooklyn. Oh, I was dude. taking the train in here. It's crazy. And, I mean, I must have spotted six six giant cranes in the air. Yeah, dude. You know, if you, if you, I mean, look, that's downtown Brooklyn. It's just crane, crane, oh, that's, uh, high yeah. rise, high rise, high rise. I'll tell you something. If, and that's from the train. If you're actually, I think that happened to me yesterday. I was driving somewhere downtown and I was thrown because I was like, wait, I don't. And then I said, what's something's. And then I realized two city blocks. I could see I, I was on uh Skimmerhorn. I was on Skimmerhorn, downtown Brooklyn. But I could see through to where the Albee Square Mall area was over near Fulton Street. Yeah. Because the buildings that were there were tore down. So I could, this is the first time I could actually see, see across right. two blocks, you know. And I was thrown. And then I, and then I saw, oh, the cranes are here. They're putting up more buildings, which means the moms and mom and pop stores are all starting to shut down. Oh, they're, yeah, they're you gone. know, um, yeah. all the little pizza spots that you you might have uh, you know got your two two dollars slice of pizza are now yeah. going to get replaced by gourmet. You know, yeah, and, I, I have a theory about New York pizza. Oh, what's uh, that? What's that? Well, I think it's people. I think it's gotten worse. Uh, I agree. It's, I agree. It's not that easy to get a good slice in I Manhattan agree. now I agree. because two things happen. Three things happen. Uh, in my opinion, uh, you had the uh, you had these the influx of which is good because it's I, you know I'm all for having inexpensive food, but the dollar slice places, oh yeah, which in general a, a few are good, but in general they're they're horrible, yeah, yeah, you know, horrendous. It's, it's uh, you're getting a really shitty slice for a dollar, you know, uh, and then so those priced out your regular pizza places, right, uh. And then you have the gourmet places that serve like a, a whole that only do pies, right? You know, and and some of those are good, but they're expensive. You right. know, it's it's and it's, they never it's, cook it's, all the way for the problem to yeah. me with some of them are undercooked. Or, or, when, when you get a slice that has broccoli, chicken, and peppers yeah, on it, yeah. it doesn't cook evenly. So no, the, I, the I know, chicken might be cold, but the pizza right, the right. sauce is hot. So right. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I hear you. Some of those gourmet places are completely overrated, and I'm they're almost purist. all over. 
overpriced, you know. Right. It's $15 for your own pie, but it's really only about a slice and a half. You right, know? right. Um, so, so those priced out a lot of just the regular pizza yeah, places. That's so, true. That's and true. then a lot of the young people moving here, so many people are moving they here from know. the suburbs, they've actually never had good pizza. They, so, right. And then they're just getting wasted every night. Uh, so they're eating pizza at one in the morning and they're drunk and they'll eat anything and it tastes right, good to them. Right, so. right. Now, where in... Um, where do you go? Okay, being a comic, do you do you like Ben's Pizza? Where uh, Louis Louis C.K. at the beginning of of Louis his his TV show, he actually emerges from the uh, West West Fourth uh, train station, and as he's walking to the Comedy Cellar corner of McDougal and West Third. There's a there's a pizza spot he stops in. It's called Ben's Pizza. Yeah. What do you think of Ben's Pizza? Because well, I I have feelings about it, but I want to see how you feel okay. about Ben's Pizza. Well, there's a joke <laughs> I used to do, and I must have done it 15 years or more ago. Mm-hmm. And I would use different pizza places names uh-huh. over the years, depending on you know where I was and stuff. But it started with Ben's. <laughs> and once in a while, a slice of Ben's can be good, but often. Uh, I would say it's 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 not very good, and I, and I so my joke was they should change their name to slices of ass, <laughs> and I said that is the most evil thing that has ever entered my body. Uh, so uh, I mean, there's more to the bit than that, but yeah. So no, I think that's, that's, it's not very good. And I love how they have clocks in there. They have a clock there that will say it'll say uh, I think one's like New York, right? Another one's Tokyo. Another one is uh, like Barcelona. And it's like, really, you have pizza places in Barcelona and Tokyo? I, I don't think you do, guys. It's like, why are you telling me what time it is there? Yeah. No, but that's, dude. Their I, pizza's not. I loathe that, that pizza. pizza is not good. I never understood why pizza, why people would say, oh, man, Ben's is all. I was like, Ben's, Ben's is terrible. Like yeah, the, it's, it's not good. To me, the, the pizza spot I'll it's go to. It's kind of sour. It's, it's sour. It's, 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 it's There's too much cheese. Too See, much dough. It's too just, much dough. It's, it's, it's too much everything. It's, just, right. it's Yeah, it's not Now, for, for pizza, for me, like, and, and Jason Andor's is another pizza purist. Oh, yeah, Jason will you know pizza. Jason will know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, 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 we've if discussed If Jason this. recommended me pizza, I, I, I've discussed a lot of things with Jason, but right. I haven't discussed pizza with him. But if he recommended me booties. a spot, if, yeah. If he recommended me a pizza spot, I, I would I would listen. Because because yeah. Jason's a, a New Yorker, he he knows yeah. what he likes, and and he's old school. So uh, he and I both agree it's all about the right balance of of. We sound so greedy no, 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 and, and is, obese right now. This is important. Now. There's the right balance of tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. You have got to have the right amount of sauce uh, to the right amount of cheese mm-hmm. ratio wise. Yep. The crust has to be light. But crunchy, but soft enough no. that it, it's not cutting the roof of your mouth. Yep, and it should be able to fold. And it should be foldable. And when you hold it, and when, yeah, and when you hold it, it shouldn't all fall it down. It shouldn't flop. You, you should know? never have flaccid be, pizza. Yeah, the pizza and the dough should be the only way it can be breaking it uh-huh. is by like biting it. It, it yeah. shouldn't be able to just fall apart. Right, you know, right, it should right. be very strong. It's like it's like elastic. Yes. You know, yes. yet crunchy. Right, like Mr. You Fantastic. Know. That's what pizza should be, Mr. Fantastic. And then have just the right amount of golden oil dripping down. Yep. To me, that reminds me of my youth. Yeah. You know, now I need a You can slice still of get pizza. a good slice at some place. Every so often. There's a place I I like their pizza Where? down in the village. Um 
you know the ah, like if you go around the corner of the Y and you walk down the Sixth Avenue, is Joe's? It Joe's, yeah, Joe's, Joe's is, is okay. Joe's is a good slice. Yeah, it's that has become when people talk about where to get a good slice in mm-hmm. Manhattan. Joe's is almost, I'd say, the number one place people mention. Oh, is it? But Joe's is not nearly that good. No. You know what I mean? No. It, it does the job. Right. But it people suffices. act like it is amazing. And it's not amazing. It does the job. Right. But it's not that's, amazing. that's the closest you're going to get to. Yeah. I, I but was, there are some good places in the city. There I'm going to need to get some, some spots because the, the one spot I still can rely on, but I, yeah. how often do I go there? There's a place called, uh man, Yankee's Pizzeria. Where? Up uh, up in the Bronx, up in the South Bronx. I believe that. In general, the boroughs have better pizza than Manhattan because the rents aren't as bad. That's true. And things are less gentrified. And you, you know, know so what? Where, so where in the Bronx it's, is it? It's is it on, Italian it's on, guys working uh, there or no? Yeah. yeah. Westchester Avenue. It's on Westchester. Fudge. Westchester, a couple of blocks down from Ward Avenue. Uh, and right, right before you get to the Bronx River Parkway. But I, I went there... I don't know, like a year. I was, yeah. I was, I was in Brooklyn, yeah, and I had a craving. You ever have a sensory memory, of course, where you just like, I, I remember this flavor. Yeah. I drove up to the Bronx one That's afternoon. Awesome. That's awesome. I said, you know what? I used to go here when I was a kid when we lived in the Bronx. Yeah. I wonder if this. I go there, man. I was in the heaven. I parked. They That's still awesome. had the, the the. You know, like to me, real New York City pizzeria. Has has you can you don't have to go in the store you can just buy it in the yeah, window. Yeah, there's always a little window. There's a little window. You're like, just give me a slice. Give me a slice <laughs> or an icy, an Italian yeah. icy, in yeah. the little dental rinse uh yeah. paper cup. Yeah, I I ordered a slice. I I get it. I said, you know what? I'm gonna go sit down because yeah. I might want to know. I sit yeah. down. I have the biggest grin. The guy, the owner's in there, and and I tell him, I said, "Man, let me tell you something." I said, "I drove from Brooklyn to get this slice because, and it lives. If I this tastes exactly like it did yep. when I was six years old." Yeah. And he and he told. I asked him how. I said yeah. because everyone. I said pizza has changed. He said, "Well, you know what? A lot of people have gone to cheaper mozzarella. Yeah, yep. uh, uh, you know, cheaper." Uh, um, uh, uh, is it the flour? The, the, Probably, like yeah. everything they've gone cheaper. He said, "I always, I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the same right. flavor." And he also knows what he's doing. And it was know? a giant slice. Yeah, man. it was. It's, yeah. it's like that's one awesome. slice is enough. But I got yeah, two. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Now babe. it's. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Yo, my. Yeah. How, how long have we gone? Because. Yeah, yeah, I just. I went to, <clears throat> Four forty. You know what? We should. We, you mind sticking around? We're gonna. Yeah. Yo. So that's all things pizza. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even get into comedy, really. But that's I love. That's that's what when I have my friends in the living room, man. It's better that way because as opposed to some. So um, how did oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah. How did you start off? Yeah, it's in not comedy. Yeah. This or, is, you know, I don't like using the word organic, but this this is organic yeah. this way, man. And so, Judah, where can people first off? Oh, yeah. What do you have? Uh, do you have anything coming out that I, I want to? I know you have a new book, don't you? Yeah, I do. I have uh, a sticker. It's a little messed up, but it's still. Oh, a that's sticker. okay. It's a book of drawings and cartoons. Yeah, I saw this. Um, I don't know where I was. If it yeah. was a comedy club or not. And it's Ju- called "If the Raindrops United." If the Raindrops United: Drawings and Cartoons by Judah Friedlander. Available on Hatchet. Is it Hatchet? No, no, that's just the company, Hachette. That's, Hachette, that's the okay. publisher. 
But it'll be in stores October 20th. Okay. You can actually pre-order it now uh, on Amazon. Okay. And I'm going to be doing, uh, I have these posters, these cool posters. They're about, I don't know, a foot and a half by two feet of the book cover. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, a promotion. I'll be announcing it in the next couple of weeks mm -hmm. where if someone pre-orders a book, they get a free signed poster also. Nice. And then at the Village Underground, the day the book comes out, I'm going to be doing a big show where everyone who comes to the show... Uh, also gets the book for free. Nice, uh, nice. Give me that date again. That, that'll be October 20th at the Village Underground. Okay. And I'll be posting all this. I will be doing a book tour, so I'll be going around to different cities and stuff. Nice, okay. Where, on, you know, some cities I might be doing a bookstore event, okay. and then some I might be doing a, a comedy club or other venue event where I'll be doing my stand-up show, mm -hmm. and the ticket price includes... The book. Uh, the book, yeah. And I'm not jacking up the ticket price. No, I'm basically no. giving you a free book. Well, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, that's actually the first time I saw that occur was, I think, earlier this year, uh, Maz. Maz Jobrani yeah. was, was at Caroline's. I, I went down there. Who was I going to meet? I think I was going to meet maybe Harris. Not, not Harris, because he wasn't, he wasn't getting on yeah. stage. Whoever I was going to meet was on the early show. Okay. So I'm sitting outside, and I see a line. I'm, I'm actually, I got a parking spot, which right. is incredible. I got yeah. a parking spot on Broadway in front of Caroline. So I'm just sitting at my car waiting for whoever I was waiting for to come out. And it might have been Theobald. And I'm like, who, who's this line for? Because I can't see the poster. Right, who's, right, who's right. Up. right. I'm like, who the heck is this line for? So then I see all these people. I'm like, all right. They're, they're, and then I noticed they're uh, Arab American. And then I realized, then Maz. I see, um, ah, what's his name? He he tours with Maz and I'm 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 I can't think of Amir Amir no not Ahmed uh, um Amir, Amir Aaron Cater not no. not Aaron Kader but Amir something oh, okay. um he's he's he comes out stage he's like yo what's up Dean I'm like yeah. yo what's up he's like uh I said I said is Maz here he's like yeah so I text Maz yeah I'm like yo he's like yeah I got my whole family down you should come because I toured Egypt with him and his family before oh that must have been awesome. awesome yeah he's a really cool um, dude. So he's like, dude, you gotta come in. I'm like, ah, I, I, I gotta, I paid for parking and yeah. it's only for another ten minutes. He's like, yeah. man, and you know, like I said, like with you, there's certain people yeah. <laughs> that there, there are your acquaintances right. in comedy, and then, right. then they're your friends that you actually, you know what? I haven't seen them in a while. I feel like seeing Maz, so I go downstairs. Everyone that's coming out as I'm, as I finally get in because it's so congested, has a book. Of his, and so I said to him, I said, I said, so you're selling your book? He's like, no. He's like, the book is included with the ticket, and I and before before the show, uh, I'm doing a meet and greet where people are will bring the book, take pictures, and I'll sign them. And and you know, and he's big with his uh with his um community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he. Dude, it was sold out. I was like, that's, that's, awesome. that's a brilliant way of, of moving product. Yeah, it can help. Yeah, you know? it can help. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to try to do. But uh, Give us those yeah. dates one more time. Yeah, so me. that'll be uh, October 20th, okay. In Stores Everywhere is the okay. book. And the book is, uh, it's, uh, it's mostly comedy. It's mostly like a drawing and at the bottom a caption, and that right. like creates the joke. Right. Uh, but, and I'd say about 70% of the book is comedy. Seven zero seventy. Yeah, seventy percent okay. of the book is comedy, and then I'd say about maybe thirty percent of that mm -hmm. is a mix of comedy and serious. Okay, you yeah. know, uh, dealing with Some issues, social commentary. Yeah, dealing with right. issues of whether it's racism or classism 
gentrification, uh, like government oppression, pollution, whatever, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'd say maybe like, maybe like 7% of the drawings are just serious, more mm -hmm. of like a dramatic punch. Line. Right, right. Um, and then some are, then like a few percent are just like kind of bizarre and crazy weird. So, okay. uh, yeah, I, I always did a lot of art as a kid. And then, you know, I, I kind of would dabble in and out. And then right. the past couple of years, I've been on the road so much. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, when you're doing the road, people often don't realize you're not just doing shows at night. Right. You're usually waking up at 530 in the morning and doing Media. three hours of local TV and radio right, to promote right. your shows. And the morning zoo. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you almost, it's almost like you're never getting sleep. You right, know, you're, right. you're sleeping from 12 in the afternoon right. to four in the afternoon. And right. then you get about two hours of sleep at night. It's crazy. Right. So, right. Uh, so I was like, just to deal with anxiety, I just kind of started drawing again. Okay. You know, while I'm waiting around for different things. And then after, after, I don't know, a year or a month or, or months, I realized, uh, oh, you know, I have about 50 drawings here. Maybe... Maybe so have a you, new book forming here. So you're drawing them in in like a just your your, I draw, your journal. You know, I always or? carry around a pen, and I okay. always got little sheets of paper. Well, that's old school, jokes man. And stuff. And then no, I appreciate uh, yeah. that. I'm not a, because a, a lot of a lot of guys, even myself, I used to used to have a little notebook book with uh -huh. a pen, right? And now I just have Evernote, so I just jot my jokes. Uh, but gotcha. I transfer to to my uh to my five star uh, notebook. You know, see, I'm not organized. I'm not organized. I I always just carry around. But I appreciate long longhand yeah. and and this there's something like I, I I just saw a study saying that uh, on the news might have been in today's show and they said um, a lot of schools are no longer offering. Uh, They're not teaching, teaching cursive, cursive anymore. anymore. Yeah. To which to me now I, I have I my writing is horrendous yeah me too. because i used yeah. to because of i used to be when you get a graffiti thought, artist also oh you did yeah oh, that's awesome. so i used to i used to i so i want to hear about my that. writing looks like i didn't tagging. know that yeah 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 it's, i didn't I, know I, that I dabbled a lot you know <laughs> I, I, I wanted dude, to dude. I, I wanted to be dude. part of every every dude. element of hip-hop you know <laughs> you know so i rhymed i i i, I was b-boy i i grabbed. can i ask how old you are i'm i'm uh i'm 45 now okay i'm 46 yeah okay so yeah, so um Dude, I remember. I mean, when Beat Street came out, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that was like it was just like forget it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Even though the movie like wasn't the greatest, that was that movie was just amazing. Yeah, you know, the yeah. passion and then and that and that movie covered so many different facets, you uh, know. Of 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 New know, York City. There, and... there was rap, there was music, there was the manager, the MC, yeah. Yeah. there was the there was the graffiti artist yeah. guy. There was the dancer kid. It was just, like it had all the yeah. all that B Street, and they filmed it in real locations in yeah. New York City. It, so it had it all like, the elements of of hip hop from the from the yeah. MC to yeah. the graffiti artist to yeah. the DJ uh, to the B boys. Right, you know right. the New York City Breakers and the uh, legendary Rocksteady crew. Yeah. You know, and Rocksteady so crew. you yeah. you had everything that. And what was beautiful? But I always, I, I always wanted to be like a graffiti artist. I always, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I was always like, oh, I want to do that. You so know I, what? I never tagged buildings, but I, I would draw and all that I, stuff. I was, I always but I, but was now, all about my books. Now uh -huh. I, I actually think about going out and bombing yeah, a, a I, I building. Do. <laughs> I do. I do. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Judah has a bag of Krylon yeah, spray yeah. paint. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. Yeah. I used to all of that. I used to, we used to walk around with our with our little Magnum with those fat markers. Yeah, I remember um, my boy. They have uh, really good markers oh, now. Oh, dude, these deco now, these deco yeah. paint markers. Now they the, like it's yeah. funny the progress that that is made 
from for for, for crime, as Bice says, yeah. or art in yeah. another person's mouth. Um, Dude, I was in Bushwick. Uh, I don't know, like six months ago, and there was one store, and all they sold was uh, spray paint cans for really? doing like graffiti kind of stuff. But it was all expensive. It was for it was because for like now, artists with money. It was. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna I'm say like, now. I'm like, it's, this it's, is really weird. Gentrified you know? graffiti. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I'm like, this is just wrong. You and know? you know what's <laughs> funny? I I just. No, that's like taking like breakdance lesson classes. Oh, and, dude, I, and, you know, I can't <laughs> stand when I see like a class. <laughs> For 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 b boying and break dance. Now yeah. I'm torn because on it's the like one a stand up comedy class. It's like, 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 it's like just get up there, just do it. You learn from your errors. But yeah. on the flip side, I yeah. love seeing when cats that might have been like say Mr. Wiggles, who who's down with a Rocksteady crew. Like, yeah, Mr. Wiggles, he tours overseas. I mean, oh he, yeah, yeah, he's like in Japan and, Bre- and break and dancing is massive worldwide. And, teaching that, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I'm happy. And I think the that, Koreans, uh, Korea has been winning. The, 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 the world, world championship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until you you haven't been there yet. Yeah. You're the world champion. That's so true. That's true. When you go over. I'm you, banned. I'm banned. You, you, yeah. He's banned. When I do the helicopter, it creates too much wind. So everything, you know, the stage blows apart. So, yeah. Oh, so, yo, so we got a lot more to get into. Y'all, so make sure you follow Judah on all social media at Judah World Champ. Judah, J U D A H, World Champ. One word on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. And uh, and y'all make sure you uh, tune in next week. We we gonna uh, we're really gonna get into you know how 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 one becomes a world champ. Oh. Where where the world champion you know began his his journey, a la Rocky. You know, uh, um, where, where where were your steps that you ran up and had a bunch of kids running behind you? You know, with I don't know if they were with ping pong. Uh, <laughs> Ping if I was in that scene with Rocky, uh-huh. it's like I would have been so far ahead of those kids. It, it's, like, it's like they wouldn't even have been in the shot. They would have you know? ru- they would have ru- yeah. would have ruined the, the the story. Yeah. Um so so yo, y'all make sure you uh tune in as your man Dean Edwards. Follow me at I am Dean Edwards on all things social media. Uh and, and make sure you uh make sure you go to iTunes and uh and subscribe. Make sure you like, make sure you comment. Let me know if you uh if you digging the uh the podcast or if you're not uh, if there's something about what I'm doing that you're not digging let me know maybe I can uh maybe I can rectify you know like I said in uh in the episode with Keith where where the guy uh said to me you know um you know when I first saw you I I didn't think and he told me about the story we met and he was like yeah man I'm gonna let you know I don't think you're funny and I told him I said you know I preach thank you for letting me know and I, and I'll work on that you know I I have I've never had a problem with with uh. With with self actualization and knowing what I need to work hard at uh, to get better, I oh, always wanted good. to get better, you know. Um, so if y'all if y'all need need me to work on, uh, you know, am I? Let me know if I'm stepping on the guests when I have guests. If I if I'm not letting them get their their thoughts out because I consciously because I'm so excited sometimes and wanting to get out a thought before it goes to another thought. Y'all know I have like my ADDs always on fleek, and so. Um, I try to get my thoughts out, but if I'm stepping on people's toes, uh, let me know. If if whatever, I have no problem with constructive criticism versus just being mean. You know, so yeah. if you have constructive criticism, yeah, that's almost a lost art. Constructive it, it, criticism, it, it really is. If people are just. I find. Well, we'll talk about that more. But I find people more than ever. It seems like are so quick to hate. I agree. So I quick agree. to hate. And yeah, nothing constructive. Well, you know what? The, the 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 other side of that is I think we we now live in an era where 
if you have an opinion that's contrary, and I've said this before, you have an opinion that's contrary to what the general populace feels, then people are quick. Instead of listening, people are quick to say, oh, you're hating. And I'm like, wait, yeah. let me let me let me get my point out, yeah. you know, and then yep. we can have a conversation. Keith was saying that he was like, mm. you know, the 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 way you uh, arrive to change is through conversation. Yep. And people are closed to a conversation because everyone wants to get their point out yeah. and, and feel like they're yeah. they're being heard. Well, I mean, even just like, you know, the when Bernie Sanders just got interrupted with those two girls from Black Lives Matter. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I find that interesting. And I don't know, I know there's been a lot of, there's been some controversy about are these, were those women uh, really with Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. or were they a plant, you know, because right. one of them apparently used to be a Sarah Palin supporter. Uh, or, yeah, but but the feeling is like, they brought up a very valid point, right. you know, in my opinion. It's like- Which was? You know, which was that Bernie Sanders had not been discussing race issues that much right. and, and the race problems in the country. Right. Uh, he'd been discussing- almost exclusively, which is, you know, both very important, economic issues and mm -hmm. equality issues as far as income goes. Right. Uh, and, you know, and a lot of that is due to the government writing the laws for billionaires. Right. You know, but, you know, the way a lot of our laws are enforced, you know, a certain part of the population has it a lot harder than, and I'm talking about black people, mm -hmm. have it a lot harder than white people, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm not saying, and that's the other problem is that, is as that, soon as you say that, what? No, go ahead. I'm no, no, sorry. no, no. But I'm saying it's like the other problem is you know because then some white people will be like, especially if they're you know low income white people, they'll be like, well, I'm having a hard too. It's not easy for me. It's like everybody has a hard. Right. You know, n n it, you know, li life isn't easy in right. general. Very, very few people have it easy. Right. You know, so it's but but some people have things stacked against them much more. Mm -hmm. So people are saying those girls were rude, how they interrupted them, stuff. Mm -hmm. But look what they did was actually effective because mm -hmm. now Bernie Sanders, who I think is a good guy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't trust any politician, but mm -hmm. I think of, of the ones I'm seeing, right. you know, he, I, I think his heart's in the right place. I could be wrong, but I think it is. Uh, you know, he is addressing racial issues much more now. Right. You know, and I think he means it. I don't think he's phoning it in. Right. You know, I think there's a lot of politicians who do phone it in. Right. I, th I think most phone it in. Right. You know, and a lot of the problems aren't even legally in the laws. It's the enforcement of the laws, you know, right. like uh, one thing I was thinking about. So I think, I think what those girls did and people were saying like, Oh, what they did was, was wrong. It was so rude and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like you're saying, it's change isn't always easy. It isn't always pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you have to, you know, but so Right then and there, there may not have been the conversation on the race. It might right. have just been interrupting. But now there's a conversation right. going. And if you don't have a conversation, it's never going to fucking happen. Right. Things are never going to get fucking better. Right. Like I've been talking about a lot of race issues in my act and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and I'll often say after doing it, I go, I go, I have, I have a question for, uh, for, for black people in the crowd. And I'll say it just to make everyone really uncomfortable, yeah, you, know, you know, because because people are so uncomfortable when you if you start bringing up if race, bring up especially race, if you're like, yeah. you know, and it's and and I realize when I do it, you know, what if I'm bringing up racial issues? Mm -hmm. It's a completely different dynamic than if it's a black person bringing yeah. up race yeah. issues. But you know what? If both sides aren't talking about it, it's never going to get fucking better. If it's only black people talking about black people problems, things are never going to improve. You know, you right. have to. People, you know, it's like going back. I'm sorry, we, we no, keep going no, here. No, no. But it's like going back to like Manhattan, what mm -hmm. you were saying earlier. Like 
since moving back to Manhattan, and my book deals with this a fair amount, um, I find Manhattan to be the creepiest, weirdest city I've ever lived in. <laughs> it really feels like, and a lot of people, and, and this one thing those, those two girls interrupted Bernie Sanders were talking about, uh, is that within the liberal white community, there's a lot of racism. Mm -hmm. And there is. Mm -hmm. I, I, think there, I think there's also a lot of people who are not, but I think there's a lot of people who are. And I think of those people in the liberal uh, people that, that uh, might be racist, I think a lot of them have no clue they're racist. It's, it, I was going to say, they have as no you clue. said that, yeah. I was thinking it's yeah. institutionalized. Yeah. If, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you don't know it, yeah. no, no one can yeah. necessarily... And they don't see it. They it's won't like, see it. It's like, uh, you know, I, I've met... I remember over the years, I've met... Like, I always felt Manhattan, and I moved here in 87, mm -hmm. and uh, and my, you know, my dad grew up in Brooklyn, and but then, you know, we, we moved to Maryland and, you know, moved around in some other places. But it's like, uh, you know, uh, I forget what I'm saying. But anyways, um, <laughs> no, I'm just having a brain freeze for a second here. What were we talking about? I completely blanked. Talking about uh, burning institutionalized Oh, yeah, Manhattan, yeah. Prejudice. So um, so I remember New York always, it's always had a lot of, like, beyond wealthy people. Right. Like, I thought I knew what rich people were before I moved here. Right. And then I moved here and I realized yeah. what I thought were rich people, rich people actually considered to be poor people. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like I had no idea. Really? I, I remember making a short film uh -huh. and it was a silent film and I wanted to, uh, there, there was a scene where like a, a rich businesswoman is being uh, confronted by a homeless guy. And I, but I couldn't use dialogue, so I wanted to show that that she was rich. So in the script I wrote, she's carrying a Gap bag <laughs> because where I come from, where I come from, the Gap was the expensive place. J.C. Penney, Sears, right. Kmart, those were the cheap places. Right, right. I, I didn't funny. know any place more expensive you know than the it Gap. Was like so, I, so some other people were telling me this. Make some people who lived in the city. Manhattan were telling me, they're like, this makes no sense. This, right. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? It, it, it's a gap. <laughs> so there, was a the gap. there was a complete, you know, lack of communication. Right. And this is white people talking to white people. Right. So right. it shows you that when people, I mean, that's just a, an example of how people might think they're speaking the same language to each right. other, but they're not right. speaking the same language. And that was... Based on class. Class and exposure, you yeah, know? And, exposure. And, and like I, like what I thought was rich was not rich. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like, so there's all different definitions. So, and I remember meeting like, I remember meeting, I worked the last day job I had, I was, I did front desk at a gym, uh, okay. at Crunch Fitness, checking uh, people okay. in. That was my last day job. I, I remember know Crunch was around that long. I worked there in... Around ninety six okay. or something like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, I was still working all the clubs, but right. you know the clubs paid ten dollars, right. so ten dollars back then, twenty dollars at the time. Yeah. So I, it wasn't enough to make a living. Right. And then uh, so I remember talking to one girl, and and uh, you know, and and she was like, she had just gone off to you know visit some third world country. I don't know if it was India or Africa or somewhere. And she was just saying, oh yeah, the people, it's just, oh, they're, just <laughs> the they're just people. so amazing, and you know, and talking about it like. You know, she wants to do go there and do some work to help them, and I'm like, and I, the whole time I'm just thinking, have you been to the Bronx? Have you do you, do you ever go out to parts of Brooklyn? Have you, right. Have you been to Detroit? Have, have you, you been, been to Bushwick Baltimore? In, in East yeah. New York? Yeah. You know, it, it's like it's like it's people are so many people, especially like like you know some you know you know liberal white people with money, they they want to go to all these faraway places right. to to help, and but it's like, what about right here? It's, it's like what, what, that's it's, a funny sketch. So, so, I'm just so, picturing. So, I'm like, but that would always be in my mind. It's like, wait, wait a second. You right. know, it's like, 
And it's then, here. And then now it's like, so when I moved, so I've been living way out in Queens for years. Mm -hmm. in, in a, you know, the past about nine years, I was Story? living way out in Queens. No, way out. I was in Middle Village and uh, Rigo Park. Okay. And where I lived in Middle Village was about, I was a mile from the last stop on the M train. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a non-gentrified oh, wow. neighborhood. And hopefully it won't, Get gentrified. And if you're listening, don't fucking move there. I, I, <laughs> let's, let's keep it the same. So, stay where you are. Yeah, stay where you are. Don't go there. Leave so, but anyways, it was, it was like a real neighborhood, you know? Right. It's, it, and uh, <clears throat> so. Now, was, it, was the neighborhood, was it, uh, it was mostly it diverse? Was mostly was it was white, mostly white, but okay. it was, it was, mo it's an old, it's old Italian. Italian, okay. Italian. A lot of Italians. Okay. Like when you go to the pizza place there, right. everyone working there is Italian. Okay, okay. And they're it's American. They speak English, but they right. speak Italian right. too. Right, okay. And it's an old mob neighborhood. Nice. Uh, I live right next to a cemetery where John Gotti's buried, Lucky Luciano's wow. buried. It's like an old, it's like a real old school neighborhood. Wow. Okay. But it's got, but now it's getting a little bit more mixed. But most of the people who move there are other people from Queens. So mm -hmm. some Latinos are moving in. It's still like they'll bury I mean, some black not, and not, Latino not, gangsters. Not not many black people. Not, <laughs> no, you no. know, and I'm and I'm sure there's a lot of racism there too. You know, you but think? It, yeah, yeah, probably, probably <laughs> there could be. So, but uh, I'm know, not saying he's a moly, but he's a yeah, bullion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. Dude, that was a, that, that, that's a perfect voice. Uh, but um, <laughs> uh. But good pizza there, uh, and every store sells fresh mozzarella. You can go to uh, <laughs> you go you go to your ninety nine cent store. They got fresh mozzarella there. <laughs> you go to buy a suit. You need some yeah. mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> they all have it sitting in water. You know? uh, but uh, so it's kind of a time warp that neighborhood. Right. Uh, but anyways, so I moved back to Manhattan. I hadn't lived there in about ten years, and I really got to see it. A lot more in a different way, mm -hmm. and even in my stand-up act, I've been talking a lot more about social issues, you know, human rights issues, and talking about America and other right. countries. And the past few years, I've been going to Europe once or twice a year, doing shows, right. and that made me really see not just learn about other countries, but learn about well, our own us, country. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of like when you make a painting, uh, you, you know, you have to like not look at it for a month uh, right. before you, because you were just working on it for hours and hours. Right. To get perspective on it, right. so um, so I remember like like when you go to the Upper West Side, mm -hmm. Upper West Side's a rich white mm -hmm. neighborhood in mm -hmm. general. Uh, it didn't used to be like Jason Andor's grew right, up there, right. and it was a blue collar neighborhood right. for the most part. Upper East Side was the that was right. considered right. The, the, the the cream of the crop, right. you know, right? Seriously, right, right. Seriously. No, the Jeffersons were the, the it was, they weren't on up they to weren't going the East Side. Yeah, they weren't going to the Upper West Side. Right. It was the East Side, right. but now the Upper West Side is considered the, you know, the premier luxury right, area right. to live. And when you go there, it's like, it's almost all white people. Mm -hmm. You know, Manhattan is almost all white people. The people who live there, it's almost all white people with, there's a little bit of Asian, you know. Right. Uh, I'd say the next biggest group is Asian. Okay. You know, because uh, in general, that's, in this country, that's who's making the most money, mm -hmm. you know, for for a variety of reasons. Okay. You know, uh, but uh, when you go to the Upper West Side, the only black people in certain parts of the Upper West Side that you Work. see- are <laughs> nannies are, are Caribbean women yeah, yeah. pushing little white yeah, babies. Nannies, yeah. It's like, and I'm like, and I and I'm like, it's just fucking creepy. You know? <laughs> and it, now it's there's nothing like it's not illegal or anything, right, right. but it's fucking weird now. Right. You know. I was just saying this on uh, a 
I was saying this on some podcast. I can't remember. Marina. I was saying this on Marina. Whoa, whoa, Franklin. whoa, whoa, whoa. So, you did so, another podcast? No, no I'm, just playing. I'm just playing. I, you, went, Marina. you went back in your middle village voice. I like that. <laughs> oh, so, you, you went to no, but I, I was I was mentioning on there how it's like like this this one uh, woman I know, she has a like a live-in nanny and then, uh, you know, Caribbean woman. Mm-hmm. And... And then she's talking about how like she and but she like has nothing in common with her. It can't talk to her or anything. It's mm. like, you know. Yeah, that is and, weird. And then I know. And then and then the the living nanny. I go. I go. Oh, I'm like so. She's like an older woman or like a younger woman. And uh, and she goes, no, she she has two kids. They're they're like in in middle school. Mm. And I'm like, well, when did she get to take care of her fucking? Kids? <laughs> you know, like, oh, this it's just so wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and a lot of those people, I I really. They live in such a bubble. They don't. Right. They, they don't see it. Right. You know. They don't see anything that there's wrong with that. Right. So that and that's someone. And a lot of those people. You know. I mean, some of those people might be just racist, but I think a lot of them view themselves as not racist. Mm-hmm. When there's a lot of weird, like racial things and classism things going on. Oh, the classism. The is classism is prevalent. Is I, 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 and I is, I'm working on a documentary now. Oh wow. And I'm uh, my tentative title is called "I Work in Manhattan," hmm. and it's because when when I so when I first moved back to Manhattan. And also, I started looking to buy an apartment. I've never owned anything. I've always oh, rented, wow. and uh, and I still I still rent. I haven't, but but I started looking. And when you look at buildings uh, where people now, most of the buildings in Manhattan, I think like 70 percent are rentals, and then the rest is is, is owned. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the, the the doorman buildings and stuff, things get even creepier, you know. <laughs> and it's like. People will actually say, oh, yeah, I love living in this building. It's just like being at a resort or a hotel. Oh, and that's how God. so many Manhattan people view life. They view everyone who's working in Manhattan, you know. As and, working for them. As working for them personally. Mm, it's like you, could, uh, you, can, you can order in from any restaurant. Mm. I mean, if you look at Manhattan, every, every waiter, every cop, every fireman, every school teacher, mm-hmm. any kind of job that's not a, a high-income, white-collar job, they might all work in Manhattan. None of them live in Manhattan. Oh, yeah, and yeah. that is not a healthy dynamic, right? You right. know, and those and these are issues that that cross. You know, there, there's racial issues involved and there's classism issues yeah. involved. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure which is bigger, but they're both. You know, they're separate issues, but they also have a shitload of intersection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I find it so creepy. Yeah. So that's why I think more than ever, Manhattan. And then with the corporate stuff coming in, right. Manhattan's so corporate. Now. Yeah, it's like yeah. I live on. Uh, I live near First Avenue and Fourteenth Street. Mm-hmm. There's a Dwayne Reed right next to a CVS. Dude, that, and, that and the Dwayne Reed always amazing. And the Dwayne Reed is is a pharmacy just like CVS. It's right. the exact same thing right. with different labels on it. Right. Uh, right. Bizarre. It's just freaky, yeah. man. Yeah. So, so I find Manhattan to be just a bizarre. I, I find it to be such. And so many people living there, they don't see it. They they, well, they, they don't see they don't see the classism. They don't see the racism, and then there are those people who do see it, right? And they like, like yourself. it. They, but, but no, no, you no, don't no, like no. Okay. no. There are people who who see oh, it okay. and they love it. They're right. like, yes, I want that guy yeah. who can't afford to live here right. uh, being my personal assistant, even right. though he's not. Right? You know, right. they like Boston. Ever, I see it. It's so yeah. ugly. Yeah, it's so ugly. You know. So do you just think- like with Uber and taxi? You know, people. Tag, you know, this Taxi city, commission this is pissed city. off at Uber yeah. because Uber's taking jobs from them. But a yeah. lot, of, a lot of uh, people of color 
are earning a living at Uber because and also getting rides and getting more rides. They're not getting, getting rejected yeah. because as 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 a as a as a black male in New yeah. York City, <laughs> I, I just I I I waved. Damn, this was reason. Recently, I remember waving my hand up for a cab just to see, and one stopped. I was amazed. Yeah. Dude, awesome. I was amazed because I had on I had on like a a a a, a, a BKNY baseball cap. Uh -huh. I was wearing wearing short. You know, I just looked like I normally look. Right. I, I didn't look. I hate the term thug because somehow that's that's become uh, synonymous with black male. Uh, it, it's it's not. And a lot of people would look at me like, right. "Oh no, I'm not gonna." And I've had right. I've had Todd Lynn and I used to joke and laugh all the time. But also the joking was from not really getting pissed off because I remember trying to catch a cab in I think I don't know if it was a snowstorm it was pouring out we just wanted to get get uh not even to Brooklyn just downtown right we were like on the upper west side at stand up yeah. New York trying to catch a cab we're like all right you know let's just instead of getting on the train let's catch a cab these one Todd actually went stepped out and a cab zigzagged around him <laughs> to avoid him a cab with the light yeah. on yeah so that means he was taking fares but he saw both of us, and so I think the way we, I, I have a, a joke about that. I use I use a white decoy now to yeah. catch, yeah, to yeah, catch yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. usually I have no problem walking up to a a, a young young just a white person saying, yeah. "Excuse me, would you mind?" Yeah. Uh, being my great that white hope. That would be a hope. great sketch. Yeah. yeah would yeah. you mind being my great white hope to, yeah. you know, <laughs> having your Reese Witherspoon in Africa yeah. movie moment yep. where you get to hail me a cab. Yep. You know, and people think I joke when I said no, people don't realize how true well, that, that is. Well, that's why, like, even like with, uh, you know, the, the cops killing black people, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, you know, over, you know, either no infractions or very small infractions. Right. You know, right. It's like people wouldn't believe that. Right. But right. now with the video. Right. Each week there's a new one. Right. People are starting to fucking believe it, you know. And it's right. like, so when you tell them that, they, they literally... See, so, some people I've noticed, they can imagine things. Like if you tell them something that they're that's never happened to them, right? That, that but they some people can visualize it and imagine it and right. believe it. But right. a lot of people across race lines mm -hmm. can't really imagine something unless they've actually seen it and unless mm -hmm. it's actually happened to them. And there's also you, you, know, the, you know what I think you know like different people are different. So so some of the the these problems with communication. One is that people don't fucking talk to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, just like they say, New York's the most diverse city. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I do a joke about that. Uh, you know, when I'm at the stand, which is in Gramercy. Mm -hmm. You know, I go, that's such a diverse neighborhood. You know, you have hedge fund CEOs living <laughs> right next door to venture capitalists. It's just, <laughs> it's just the melting pot. It's right. just, you know. Right. So it's like, so, and it's like, but it's like, you know. Within a neighborhood, how how many people of, of different races and income levels are actually living amongst each other? Right. You know, right. not many. It, not it, many. it really is. You know, Queens, I think, uh, is has maybe more diverse neighborhoods than others, but mm -hmm. it's still it's uh, but along class lines, it's, it's yeah, still yeah. it yeah. certainly still yeah. isn't there. Yeah. You know, racial lines, it's it's not perfect, but it's. It's better than a lot of other areas. Well, and I also, I, th I think you raise a good point. One of the reasons people don't communicate is because the discomfort of having the conversation. Yeah. Because uh, how it's like you an said, elephant in the room. It, yeah. it's, like, it's like, that's why I didn't stand now. I'm bringing it up more. It's yeah. like, 
if you don't bring Which it up. Which is necessary because yeah. as as a white as a as a white male, uh, the perception is you've got it made. Right, you know? right, right. And right. so me talking, I, I remember. Yeah. Damn, I, I have a joke about. Uh, I have a joke about. Uh, and that's interesting traveled. that you bring that up because. Because like you are you, white and male. No, right, right. Saying. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that, like, I don't I don't view myself that way. Right, You, you right, know what I mean? No. And people even say, me with, like, oh, you know, successes I may have had in stand-up or TV, mm -hmm. I still don't feel like a success. You right, know, you right. Know what I mean? It's like, I'm still struggling. Right, know? right, right. So anyways, continue. Sorry. No, but um, my point being, if 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 I talk about issues that might involve race, yeah. racial issues, there has to I have to walk a fine line. You feel that? Oh, yes, do you feel it more I, from it, white audience or black audience um, or both? More because from, it's different. From, well, if in more from a white of, audience, in, in front of an audience with majority black, yeah, I, I'm I'm speaking truths that they like. That so you get a lot of mm hmm yeah right 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 Whereas right. Whereas right, right. if there's a if there's a uh, a white audience or even just a, a a nice mixture of an audience, right right, it's still probably mostly um, white though. Yeah, a mixed audience. Um, I had there's. I have to I have to smile at just the right moment. Really? Because they might think you're too because, angry or something. Otherwise, or? I come off as the angry black comic. So you, so have, you, I have, have, to, you have a fear of that, is what you're it's saying. Not, there's not a fear. Right, right. But I'm aware. I'm aware. There's okay. there's a That's dichotomy interesting. that interesting. that uh, as as a as a as a black performer, as a black person, there's a, most most black people I know will yeah. wear a will will have their will have their when I go to work voice. Gotcha, you know, gotcha, gotcha. Versus, yo, hey, what up, son? You yeah. know, because... And that probably, you know what? That probably creates an, an incredible amount of stress that you don't even realize. It can. For me, I'm yeah. I'm fine with it. Because right. I know how to laugh at the absurdity of it. Right. Um, Because it's not it's not my hang-up. You know, right, it's right, not, right, it's right. not my hang-up. It's you are... Like, I've, even, I've had white friends yeah. say to me, yeah, man, you seem kind of angry. I'm like, where? Yeah, I, I, um, I, yeah, I don't think I've, I've ever I, said that to anybody. <laughs> no, where that, where I'm always surprised people aren't more angry. Like with, with, with material, more so oh, with, oh, with material. Okay, okay. Where where uh, they're like, yeah, you seemed a little angry. I'm like, nah, I, I was smiling the whole time. Yeah. I, I was joking about being pulled over by the cops. I wasn't angry. I said if I was angry, you'd have known I was angry because my face would have changed. I was like, yeah. I was I was tongue in cheek laughing yeah. about it, you know, but. That's perception being reality, and if 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 a person of color, whatever color, whether whether you're Arab, whether you're black, yeah, uh, whether you're Latino, as soon as you start speaking um, on racial issues, I think the fear the fear from a lot of white audience members is the fear of history coming back and and the the guilt of the history uh -huh. right right from from ancestors not that right right, right. I, I never all, all my white friends I never I never do anything or I I, I don't think I do uh, anything to make them feel uncomfortable about anything that some white person did in the past uh -huh. the same right, way right, right. I don't want you projecting but I'm aware of it see that's right the difference. right right because right. as as a black male I still, obviously, black males still are targeted, right? Sure, of course. And so yeah. I'm very aware of the perception and the fear attached to how people might perceive me. Sure. So I'm, being that I'm aware yeah, yeah, yeah. of how people perceive me, I'm right. also aware of, uh, of how other people are afraid of being perceived. Right. Whereas if you're in a position of, 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 of quote-unquote power where people see 
the quote unquote a white male as being in a position of power, a lot of people aren't going to see it because they're they're not aware of how people perceive them, other right. than they're right. in that position of power. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so and people um, often going by what you're saying. I was just uh, I was just pulling up this woman, uh, Christina Greer. Do you mm-hmm. know her? I saw her on the uh, Larry Wilmore show. Uh, I know that, I know that she, name. She wrote a book. She's she's a professor, uh, okay. but she wrote a book. And yeah, she actually just wait, sent me a copy. Wait, I just started uh, reading her book. You might, uh, but it's uh, about it's about how there's you know uh, within the black community all different types of of uh, of of people. You know, yeah. you know, it's like it's like. Because that's one thing you were. I just sl- got a like, book for 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 my birthday, and I'm mad. I'm blanking. Because it, it talks about the differences within the black community, how people are treated, like the black people who are recent immigrants from Africa, right, right. and the people who grew up here, and the perceptions and stuff. Right. It, it's a very interesting book, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying. How so many people probably view you. You know, you get stereotyped. Right. right. You know, whether it's an audience or whether it's the cab who won't pick you up right. as you're you're this one type of. You know, they they have one image of what a black male is. Right. You know, right. While, right. while there's many different types of black males. Right. You know, and even white people get stereotypes. Right. You know, there are all right. kinds right. of white people. Right. You know, like I I've had like if I look like I do right now, <laughs> you know, and and I often uh, like like here I have a little a little uh, tote bag, but right. sometimes uh, I carry just you know a regular plastic bag you get from the supermarket. Right. And and I put my tape recorder in there, right. and I and I put like a bottle water water in there, and and so I'm carrying that around. And Black then, Ethnics is the name of her book. I couldn't think. Yeah, of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. She just said it. I just started reading. It's very interesting. Right. Um, so, but like, I often can't get a cab at night right. because <laughs> the, when they look, if if they don't recognize me, right, and if I'm looking a little sloppier than how normal sloppy I kind right. of look. Right. They think I'm like a homeless guy. <laughs> right. You know, right. it's like- Especially I'm, with a, you know, with, yeah, with a carrying, bodega bag. Yeah, I'm carrying right. a bodega bag and, <laughs> you know, I look like shit and I'm just, you know, just standing there and, you know, they just whizzing right by right. me. I, I yelled at one cab about a month ago because mm-hmm. I'm on a side street mm-hmm. uh, in, in the village, you know, so there's not that many cars and his light's on mm-hmm. and I walk up to him and he turns the light off. No, yeah. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Now here's what's funny. Yeah. That's illegal, but you yeah. know it's funny if, if But it happens all the time. If you know? if brothers, if black cats saw that, yeah, they'd probably be laughing they'd like be crazy. Like, oh word? <laughs> Yo! They would have put it on Instagram, yeah. you yeah. know. And- so I'm sure I don't get it nearly as bad as as black men do in the city as far as a cab, but but I I I can imagine what it's like. That's like Adam Sandler. Like if Sandler Sandler does not look like he's a gazillionaire, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. And so if Adam Sandler was just on the street hailing a cab, like you said, down yeah. on a dark street, yeah. two o'clock in the morning, I guarantee you, yeah. ooh, yeah. I'm trying to catch. <laughs> yeah. No Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't. I I I I actually live on the Upper West Side. You yeah. know. <laughs> that was a callback, boys and girls. Uh, Yo. So so I know we were supposed to end this episode twenty minutes ago, but oh. but, but no. This could be a next, next episode, man. We, we, we uh we yo we gonna uh we tune it out, but y'all make sure y'all y'all uh. Catch the second part of of my uh, sit down with my man Judah uh, Friedlander um, because it's gonna be even more fire. We'll catch y'all next week. Big Mike, thanks for the sounds, and, and yo, we'll, we'll get it cracking, man. For the mugger protocol, subscribe, like, comment. Catch y'all next week. All all love, two fingers. <laughs>